The harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. Why did he use that word? God goes to extreme measures to bring the loss to himself. The greatest gift you will ever give this world is your intimacy with God. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are all three inside of me. I've got the power right now. I think what Jesus really wants is people to go. I want to be the answer to Jesus' prayer request. Welcome to the Fuel for the Harvest podcast. When this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world, then shall the end come. Hey everyone, and welcome to this latest episode of Fuel for the Harvest. This is Nathan. And this is Charlie. We're your host for today. And uh, man, this is an exciting, unique episode. We have right here with us three participants who have been participating in Forge Equipping, where they've been going deep with Jesus, learning what it looks like to get up close to Him and being equipped to advance the kingdom every day, everywhere, wherever their feet take them. That might be to their neighbors, that might be to the nations, it's wherever God is calling and asking them to go, uh, and it's been an incredible time. And we've historically, on the podcast, called those kind of people kingdom laborers, and uh, that's exactly what these three are becoming, kingdom yes. laborers. So we're sitting here uh, in South Carolina with them, and uh, these ones have come from all over the place, uh, but uh, let's start with Trevor. So uh, <clears throat> Trevor, tell us a little bit about yourself, and um, then we'll go from there. Yeah. My name's Trevor. I'm from Mississippi. Um, I'm 22 years old. Um, I went to a few semesters of college, but then I re- God rerouted my uh, my path, and I would kind of pursue some other things, mm. and just been uh, just kind of being a normal, ordinary laborman for the past year, year and a half. Um, part of the reason I came here was to kind of figure out my next step and uh, and stuff like that. So okay, awesome, and. Uh we got Lily here. Lily, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so my name is Lillian, but a lot of people call me Lily. And do you have a preference? I do not have a preference. Okay, so if anybody listening says they want to call you, I don't know how they call you, but no preference. All right. <laughs> no <good>. preference. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm from Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, and I am 18 years old. I go to Johnson University currently, um, majoring in music ministry and biblical studies. Um, and I came to Forge um, just to kind of be torn apart by God and just see where it was that He needed to touch my life. Mm-hmm. And so that way I could um, grow in the ministry that He has for me and to better um, be a laborer for His kingdom. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So aren't you going like on a mission trip after this, like next week? Yeah. So on the 26th, I leave to Latvia, uh, which is like an hour flight from Germany. Yeah. So yeah, that's where I'm going. And you and your family have done a lot of work in South America. Yes. Yeah. So other places. Yeah, we've been to um, Guatemala. We've been to the Dominican Republic. We've been to Honduras, Mexico. Um, So we've we've done a lot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just find it interesting because where's your family from? So my. Um, my mom is from Mexico, and then my dad is from Honduras. Okay, so kind of yeah. like a lot of those places are within their culture and language already, so it's easy for them to bridge into all these places, which is yes. pretty cool. Yes, exactly. It's really <clears throat> simple for us to communicate with them. Um, sometimes they have their different dialects, but it's a lot easier than finding someone with a completely different language. Yeah. So Cool. And we have Olivia. Yes. You spoiled it. My name's Olivia. I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. I'm 20 years old. I'm currently studying at Columbia International University uh, to get my Bible teaching degree. 
with a minor in intercultural studies. Man. Yeah. Fancy. So I, found, I like that minor. Yeah, That's it's good. a good minor. Should be my major, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I found out through Forge uh, by Paul. He's a Forge speaker. Uh, I go over to his house every Sunday. He's become like family to me. And first week I met him, he told me I was going to do forge equipping, <laughs> and I laughed. Um, and then here we are, two summers later, doing it. Yeah. Are, you, are you still laughing now? I'm still laughing. <laughs> later, so I made it. Laughing in a joyful way right. instead of laughing yeah. in a way of questioning. It's, it makes me think of Abraham and Sarah. Really? She laughed. She did laugh. And then God she still did it. Wrong. I'm, I'm yeah. sure she had laughs of joy after that. That's event. what Isaac's name means, laughter. Yeah. So oh, she had wow. laughs of joy after her laughs of mocking. Go. So Lots of Isaac. Um, instead of mocking bird, mocking laugh. Anyway, so <laughs> All right, Trevor. Uh, <laughs> uh, Trevor, tell us a little bit, like, God may have been stirring things, not may have, I know he has been in your life. And so um, we're about to wrap up Forge Equipping and be launched out. Um what is it that you're walking away with after this experience? Yeah, so the first night when we got here, I, talk, I was talking to Nathan, and uh, I luckily just got to sit by him. I'd never met him before, and I sat between him and Adrian both. And I just got to talking to Nathan and asking him about kind of what he did, what does he do day to day, and just getting to know him really. And he began to tell me about yours and um, Charlie and Nathan's, both of y'all's like trips to different countries and to really dangerous places to all the unreached people. And he told me the stats, like how there's 3.28 billion people that if they just woke up one day, they wouldn't really have the chance to become a Christian because maybe they either don't have a Bible in their language, or they don't have a church, or they don't have um, you know, somebody to go to to talk about those things with. And and I immediately knew, like, I didn't really have to really, that was like the sign that I needed <laughs> for coming here, uh, just hearing that. I mean, it was a no-brainer that, you know, more people need to go there. That's why Jesus asked for more laborers. He said the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the I think that's part of the people he was talking about, just anywhere and everywhere. And, uh, you know, like we were talking about in the United States, if somebody, for whatever reason, woke up and wanted to become a Christian, they could easily find out how to do that. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people, billions of people, that wouldn't be able to do that. And so something that I've been walking, I'm walking away with is a burden for the unreached people in this world. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not sure exactly where that's going to lead yet. Hopefully, to go on a trip with you guys sometime soon yeah. uh, to get get my feet wet there. Um, maybe literally or literally or metaphorically. Yes, maybe both. <laughs> <laughs> that's I like what you said. Yeah. You know, um, uh, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And in some places, the laborers are none. Yep. They don't exist yet. Yeah. And uh, it seems like maybe God will be using you to change that, change mm-hmm. the future of the stats. Uh, there's a lot of crazy stats out there for those of you listening. I wrote about them in the last chapter of Mud Runner, um, book that came out last year. You can find it on the Forge website. But uh, some of those are like 400 of, of 400,000 cross-cultural mi- missionaries, 3% go to the unreached. For yeah. every $100,000 that Christians make a dollar and 70 cents. Now it's now this last year, they updated the stats to a dollar and 70 cents. Yeah. Now because that uh, praise God, we've increased 70 cents. It's getting better. I think we still need a, we have a long way to go. A dollar and 70 cents goes to the unreached. We spend more money in America on, uh, dog costumes for Halloween than we do on the unreached. Yeah. See, I um, think that's a big problem. And so, uh, so there's a huge need. And, uh, what I appreciate about what you said is that you heard these stats 
and God opened your eyes to the need. Yes. And Jesus has already commanded us to go. Yes. Go make disciples 100%. of all nations, all people groups, yep. all tribes. And that was enough for you. Yep. I think too many of us wait for some sign in the sky, some yeah. thunder to go Absolutely. off and say, it's you. Yep. Jesus has already commanded. Yep. And there might be many of you listening who are burdened by just hearing the stories or just hearing the stats. That might be enough yeah. that, that you just yeah. need to go. Yeah, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Those people are real people, huh? True. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Lily? What are you walking away with as a result of your time at Forge Equipping? Um, well, let me just say, like, God's been doing great things um, through Forge Equipping. Um, a lot of forgiveness, a lot of letting mm -hmm. go of things. Um, and uh, the other day I was talking to someone, I was like, Sometimes God is too much. <laughs> so, um, but he's so good. And, um, you know, it's been really hard um, this, this last day, like, you know, trying to write down everything, like what we're taking away, what we've been learning, you know. And it's just been like, I was playing the piano, I was sitting in the room where the piano is, and I was just playing, and it's like suddenly God was just like, listen, you exist. You exist because I need you to conquer people through your worship. And when I, he said worship, it wasn't just worship like through music. It was worship through me serving, worship right. through yeah. um, smiling at someone, worship through just, you know, praying for someone. Mm. Um, and that just really got me because sometimes we hear worship and we're just like, oh, music, you know. Sure. And that's exactly what I thought, too. Like, oh, it's just going to be music ministry. But no, I really, really felt God tell me it's going to be so much more than just your music. And um, so that I could... So that people could dwell in his presence through that mm. and find who Jesus is. Mm. It's, uh, it's biblical. I saw Charlie flip to Romans 12. I was flipping there in my head. <laughs> uh, the Bible says, offer your body as a living sacrifice. This is worship. It says this is your spiritual act of worship. Right. Yeah. This is worship to offer your body. And so you're, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head. Worship is so much more than music on a Sunday morning or or on the radio or wherever it's it's everything every part of who you are it's yeah. awesome so you used a word an interesting word that i want to circle back to you said conquer what does that mean mm. so honestly i'm i'm still like trying to dull in that uh, it was just as i was playing the piano that word like just came to my mind conquer mm. conquer conquer and it just kept going over and over my head and i think um you know we're we're more than conquerors mm. um and, and if and god conquered um, Jesus conquered when he died on that cross for us. Mm. And so I think that he's trying to conquer lives, um, not just through me, but through every single one of us that are here at Forge Equipping. Yeah, that's mm. interesting because he said we're more than conquerors through Christ. Mm. It's like if you're a conqueror, that's one thing, but then you're, we're more, more than, than conquerors. Conqueror. It's like, what does that mean? It's <laughs> interesting. Good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, that's maybe awesome. I ask God, what's the more than? I never thought about yeah. that before. Yeah. It's yeah. Pretty good. Praise Jesus. Yeah. Olivia? Yeah. God flipped everything up on its head this, this past couple days. In a good way? In a great way. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like Jesus flipping the tables. Yeah, he had a lot of work to do in me. Uh, and I didn't even know it, guys. I came in thinking, what do I have to learn? Mm. Like, just so much pride. And I would, I, I pride myself in, like, not being a fearful girl. And, man, I've just been so afraid these past ten days of so many things. Um... And each fear that keeps coming up, he, he keeps, like, matching truth with left and right. Uh, and some of the truths I'm hearing is just that he's my protector. He's mm -hmm. my defender. 
Uh, he's been there with me every time, like, the hurt was there. He stood there with me. Uh, so there's been just a lot of healing in my heart, first and foremost, which is really beautiful because he's, he's the wise counselor, you know. Mm. Um, but through that, uh, conquering the fear, <laughs> I just found myself, like, and I, I usually don't cry a lot, believe it or not, dude. But there's just some <laughs> things that I've seen these past 10 days, some people's faces that I've looked at that... I'm, it's just like broken me, my heart. Um, here, here we are. Um, and there's one of the Ford speakers, Santiago, said to me, he was just telling us on detour uh, that when mis- some missionaries, when they go on mission, they bring a coffin with them. And dude, the Holy Spirit just like <laughs> hit me in the face and asked me very clearly, like, are you willing to die for me? Would you be willing to like to carry your cross, to carry your coffin where you go? Uh, am I worth it to you? And I, a resounding yes, a terrifying yes, I surrendered, uh, saying yes. And so I didn't plan on going to the unreached. I kind of had a pretty linear plan for my life, I think. At least I, th- I thought I did, and he's just, like, scribbling all over it. Mm. <laughs> restarting, and now I'm going to go with Charlie and Nathan to some crazy places because they're not going to let me not go, so. There you go. What was your linear plan? Um... Since I was like eight, I just I had a dream of moving to the Netherlands. As my dad yeah. said, the family's from there and, and planting a church there. And I don't think that's wrong. And I actually think God's uh, put that on my heart to pray for them for a long time. Uh, but I I long to like settle. That's a dream of mine. And He had me surrender that at the beginning of this. Mm-hmm. Um, settle as in like location wise. Um, and I just was like, well, if I can make it through college and, and keep doing the thing, eventually I'll get to settle in the Netherlands and plant a church. And after I surrendered that, he just was like, would you be willing to give up your desire to settle? And again, I said yes. And I don't know if his plan for me is to go stay in one place for a long time. I think he's, he's going to have me moving all across that world now, uh, as Lillian saw yesterday. <laughs> we know a little bit about that. Yeah, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> it's comforting. Yeah. Um, yeah, really powerful what you shared. And, uh, you know, when God was launching me to begin, he had asked me a question in prayer. You're willing to risk your life for your country? Are you willing to do that for me? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I was planning on a military career for my entire life. And I had to have this absolute surrender moment, and God began to bring the plan and the vision together. and there's a lot of need out there. Mm. There's right. a need so of those who are going to engage and launch initiatives among those who've never heard. Uh, there's needs everywhere. Yeah. So really powerful what you shared. I'm excited to see what God does with that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like uh, in all of your stories, uh, there's just this sense that God is really moving, right? Like. Tell me. <laughs> it's uh. That's one thing that uh, struck me about Forge all the way back 10 years ago is that they're not really all that interested in uh, making sure you know our name. Yeah. And we're not really all that interested in making sure you know the name of the teachers or yeah. the speakers. But we are really interested in making sure you know the name of Jesus. Right. And uh, it's just because he's the one who does the heavy lifting. And I think you guys have all experienced that this week. Like, yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> I... Uh... Libby, as you shared, I thought about this, and also uh, you guys as well. Um, that the the when you surrender, 
because I'll have these moments of surrender to what God wants and laying down your own desires and visions and dreams. And as I look at Christian history, and I look at those as I've read different books and different people's testimonies, people like Jim Elliott, mm -hmm. a guy who decided to go to the Amazon to reach the uncontacted, the, un the unengaged, unreached of the world, and him and his four friends were speared to death. And then their wives went in and finished the mission. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's right. That's some good wives right there. Yeah. Um, people like C.T. Studd, who went to interior Asia and interior Africa, giving his life for the gospel. Um, others, countless others. People like Hudson Taylor. Mm -hmm. These figures had radical moments of surrender. Yeah. Every single one of them. Mm -hmm. In fact, there are many who gave up lives of comfort and riches. Yeah. C.T. Studd was becoming a famous cricket player and was very wealthy. Tons of wealth passed down to him, and he gave it all up. Mm. So I've noticed a pattern that those ones God is calling to go and make yeah. this kind of impact, mm. a radical moment of surrender happens first. Yeah. And it makes all the difference. Mm. When you look at, I mean, Abraham, that radical moment of surrender where he put his son on the altar. Mm. You look at Jesus in the garden of that radical moment of not my will but yours be done. And what was to come after that was the cross yeah. <laughs> and he was called to suffer and, and he surrendered and praise God he did so it encourages no. me to keep mm. surrendering mm -hmm. would the three of you uh, say anything else to anyone who's listening anything on your mind or your heart mm -hmm. or maybe if somebody who's a, a high school student or a young adult uh, who maybe should be trained up to be a laborer for God's kingdom uh, why would they consider forge equipping yeah, so I've always had a lot of ideas in my life. I've always been entrepreneurial-minded. I've always come up with a lot of ideas and had a lot of dreams, and they all were about me. They were all were about money. That's, that's what I spent a lot of my life doing, honestly, um, just trying to figure out what can I do to make the most money because I thought that's what I needed to do in life to make my, to make my life meaningful. Like I thought if I just make a lot of money or if, I just be, if I'm able to provide for my family in ways that, you know, that they can so they can have all the material things that they need like I just felt like that was what I needed to do so I could have a meaning in this life or fulfill my purpose and then I could die in peace and leave behind all those things and um you know God began to shape my heart after I committed my life to him and that's been a lot of change in the process but also coming to forge it uh I think it really helps you build a dial down kind of because you're going to spend your life for something mm. yeah. and you're, you're going to spend your life one way or the other and you're, everybody has an expiration date and whenever you, whenever you spend your, breathe your last breath on the earth and I think a good question to ask is you know what do you, what do you want to spend your life doing mm. like if you want to spend your life doing something meaningful or doing something that doesn't bring meaning at all mm. and for me I you know I believe obviously that the only thing meaningful that, I could, that I've found so far, if Jesus really did rise from the dead, which I believe he did, then that means that's the most important decision anyone will ever make or not make in their life, to believe that. Mm -hmm. And so then that means that since I do believe that, the most important thing I can do is give people a chance to believe that. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not doing that, then, then I'll, I, mean, I'll lay my head down a lot my life just thinking man I gotta be doing something else there's gotta be something else out there like this is not this doesn't fulfill me at all 
Yeah. I feel like I'm really missing something here. Yeah. And the only answer I've found so far is being able to believe that Jesus really did rise from the dead and giving other people the chance to believe that mm. is the only way that I think, I mean, that's the whole reason we're made, I think. Yeah. You know, God's mission since the beginning with Adam and Eve was he told them, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. That was before sin, so his goal was to fill the earth with his image and his glory. That was going to happen until sin showed up. But since sin showed up, that's why Jesus had to do what he did. Since Jesus has bridged the gap again, and we can put our faith in Jesus and we can get back to the original mission, filling the earth with God's image and his glory. Mm-hmm. And so I think since we're made for that, yeah, I mean, like you said, Charlie, or, or Paul said that, somebody said that, if you, yeah, you can use your phone as a baseball bat. <laughs> like, you can. Sure. But it's not made for that. It's going to be really weird. I mean, you can use a baseball bat as a spoon to eat your cereal with. You can. Yeah, you could try. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, it's not made for that. And so people were made to know God and love God and help Him be known. And you can spend your life making money. You can spend your life just trying to be famous. You can spend your life just having the white picket fence like... Uh, Nathan, uh, yep. like you said a lot. Sorry, Nathan. Yeah. Nathan, sorry. <laughs> and you can spend your life, you know, just having an engineering degree and working a nine to five every single day, and then having a one summer, one week during the summer off, and going to the beach once a year, and then spend the rest of your life just repeating the cycle until you retire. Mm. Like, sounds pretty empty to me. Yeah. Sounds yeah. really empty. Yeah. Or you can spend your life doing what matters. So, yeah, that's right. yeah. and. Uh, just to add on to what you're saying, like, if you are that person out there with that engineering degree, we, we're a big part of our mission is that in your engineering firm or whatever, I don't know what they're called, the office, the engineering office, you can be Jesus' hands and feet in a place like... 100%. Yeah, just like that. Well, I mean, and I'm, right. not, I'm not saying you're not saying Yeah, no. no I just you're want right. to make sure to overtly communicate that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean the, the, the level of impact you can have isn't based on your occupation. Mm-hmm. I mean, Paul built tents. Yeah. Jesus built furniture. Literally, Jesus, the king of the earth, built built furniture. He's a good builder. Crazy. He's a really yeah. good builder. I mean, Peter was a fisherman, Matthew a tax collector. Like, obviously, your impact doesn't have equal your occupation. That's not mm-hmm. what we're saying here. We're saying, why do you get up in the morning, though? Yeah. If you're going to work because you need to pay the bills, that's good. And then you're, you're, you're being a kingdom laborer at the job. But if you're getting up because your purpose in life is to go, you know, engineer things, then I think you're going to be left empty at the end of the day. Oh. But if you're being a kingdom laborer and just using them, using your resources as needed and in the ordinary day to day things, you're being you're spreading the name of Jesus. Then, then yeah, keep doing that. Man, I guess I I don't have to work anymore because you're around, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you may be in some sort of business that can help fuel the mission in really right. powerful ways. Mm. Exactly. Uh, man, that's awesome. Anything else any one of you would say? Yeah. Listen, like, you don't have, okay, personally, me, like, listen, you don't have to be like, you probably feel like, uh, I don't know if I can go to the unreached people, you know, like, I don't know if that's where, you know, Jesus is taking me. And, you know, that's okay. There's still so many lost people yeah. all around us, like mm-hmm. right in your community, right in your coffee shop, right in your library, right at your school, like wherever you may be going. And for me, like, I'm willing to do it. If God takes me to the unreached people, then so be it. And mm-hmm. if he leaves me here, then so be it. Yeah. But what I've learned here is just that no matter where I go, to not let my 
fear overcome me. Let me overcome that fear. Let me punch the fear in the face and be like, listen, I'm taking this person to Jesus. Um, So it's just been something that like has been completely impactful. Like there are so many lost people and we can be those people to reach them. Mm -hmm. And I've grown up in the church and I like, I've been a pastor's kid, you know, but it's absolutely crazy because for years I lived my life just living life. Mm. You know, didn't live it for him, didn't live it in him, didn't live it with him. I just lived it for myself. And um, and right now it's just like, like recently it's just been like, oh, God's just been like, listen, I need you to live your life for me. I need you to do this for me and me with me. Um, and that's exactly what I want people to say. Like when I died, that I lived my life for him, in him and with him. That um, every t- step I took, that everywhere I went, you know, I was like, I found someone that maybe was sad, maybe had their headphones and reading a book, maybe like looked lost. Like I approached them and just simply approaching them, I was able to radically change their life um, with the just simply saying the name of Jesus and, and just telling them my story. And it's just incredible. Like from so long, you know, I lived my life the way I wanted to live it. And it's a matter of just surrendering that and just being willing, like completely being willing to to do what God wants for your life. And when you let him do that, when you let him take the control, he's going to take you to places you never saw yourself at. And that's exactly where God's taking me right now. And I cannot, honestly, I cannot be more fulfilled in my life ever. Like, I am genuinely the happiest I've ever been, and I'm so excited to see where we go from here. Hallelujah. Yeah. Wow. I, uh, I'm not going to say here three reasons why to come sign up for this thing. I'm just going to tell whoever's listening to this to go to forgeforward.org and sign up <laughs> yes. for this. Like, I had no expectations, and actually, screw, no, I had very low expectations going into this. <laughs> and I've come out completely changed, and so I'm thinking if an 18-year-old Olivia was listening to this, she'd be thinking, like, hmm. how did they get that? Why hmm. are they so committed to this guy named Jesus? Like, come find out. <laughs> and just yeah. freaking sign up. Let's hang out. Are you just saying we need to do better in, in marketing it? And I'm marketing for you right now. Oh, just go, you. go sign up. Wow. We didn't even... We, you, there's no gift card in the mail. No but. gift card. Just, just <laughs> friendship and joy. Yeah. That's all well, I can give you. Well, it's uh, awesome. Thank you guys for <clears throat> what you shared. Really excited about what God's going to be launching out through your lives from here. And uh, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of fuel for the harvest. Uh, Maybe you are a young person listening, uh, a young adult or a high school student, and you're like, hey, I think there's more for my life. I'd like to be spurred on to take a hold of that. Go to forgeequipping.com and take a look. See what God does. Hmm. I dare you. You Hmm. won't regret it. Uh, Maybe you're like, well, I'm not that young. We have something called Deep Camp, deepcamp.com. Check it out, all ages. And maybe you know someone who's a young person, and you're like, I think I should send them. Do it. It radically changed every person's life who's sitting at this table around this mic right now, including myself. And me. Yes. (laughs) So we wouldn't be where we are today. We wouldn't have seen the things we've seen. We wouldn't have seen unreached people groups all over the globe Mm -hmm. coming to Christ or our neighbors or others being impacted. And uh, I believe God wants to do so much more. So thank you for listening. Thank you for those of you listening uh, who are prayer partners or supporters. You make all the difference. And uh, it could not be possible without 
you and others of you listening. Join the movement and see what God does as you become an everyday, ordinary kingdom laborer. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Fuel for the Harvest. God bless you, and we'll see you next time.